The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. It's an awful day to be a Yankee fan. This team stinks. They choked it up. And you just got to think, like, where do we go from here? You know, if you ruin Father's Day, and then who do we got on the mound? Cole. The the, the leading division's down to 11. And it's just, honestly, fire everybody. Right? That's half of Twitter now. So much different because a year ago we were saying all those things for real and justified, like visibly upset. Well, it was a 500 team. Yeah, yeah. I think we were a game above 500, two (laughs) games above 500. It's it's crazy what a year can do. And I feel like when the year started, we were all telling ourselves, look, we have five five infielders for these four spots. Right. Where is everybody going to fit? And I just assumed one of them would get hurt and that's how it would solve it. But most of them have been healthy. Rizzo is the first baseman. Glaber has been on a tear. He's on pace for six war last 16 games, 21 of 58, hitting 362, 1100 OPS. He was seven for 13 over the weekend. He's the second baseman at this point. In my mind, IKF is the shortstop. I feel like for the next three months, it's going to be who wants to play third base. Is it going to be Donaldson or is it going to be DJ? They've both been extremely mediocre. I think they're both hitting. I don't know. Donald's hitting 230, DJ's hitting 250. Yeah. Neither of them have flashed much power. And I feel like that's there's not many questions that we have to ask ourselves. But one thing that I was thinking about over the weekend is who do I want playing third base game one of the ALDS? Well, now, who do you want playing third base? Or who do you want playing third base and, and in the lineup? Third base and in the lineup. Yeah, so I'm just making sure we're not talking yes. just defense. Yeah. Probably DJ LeMahieu. So you have Donaldson on the bench or D eight, maybe DH yeah. in game one. Okay. Yeah. It's weird because I feel like we were saying, all right, DJ is going to be the second baseman and Glaber and Donaldson are going to duke it out for that last spot. But Glaber, he's found it. I, I think we both agree on this. Neither of us thought he was going to revert to that 2019 all-star form. And, and he has. And now we're asking ourselves this other question with these two, you know, older veterans in, in DJ and Donaldson. Well, I think it's a matter of 
I mean, Glaber just wasn't good at baseball for a while. Like, we had hit the spot a month into this season where if you really looked at it, it was like he's played half of his career good and half of his career bad. And now he's a little more good than bad because, like, there's no – yes, he's a two-time All-Star, but there's no bad equivalent of All-Star because he'd be a two-time that also. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. Know? Was, yeah. So it's, you know, it's an embarrassment of riches to a certain extent. And I think, you know, I'm a hot hand guy. You play the hot hand when you've got like those battles. You do have a longer commitment to DJ. DJ, there's more upside for him. Um, but if it, it's funny because it's JD and DJ. Um, but if Donaldson is, you know, figures it out, gets hot. If, you know, if he's got a nagging injury that's been impacting him or whatever it may be, if that heals up, then that's who you go with. Yeah, it's a little scary for me because with Donaldson, it seems like the (laughs) issue, just based on my eye test, he just can't really catch up to high velocity, especially right-handers. He's just, he's late. He's swinging and missing at a lot of high fastballs. And in the playoffs, you're facing the, generally the guys that throw really hard. So, that kind of makes me lean DJ, but at the same time, DJ's hitting what, you know, 250, 255 with very little power. So it's it's kind of a tricky one. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's it's not an easy decision. Has Donaldson he's had shoulder problems before, right? Yeah, shoulder soreness, and then he yeah, he had the COVID that he kind of like parlayed that into two week yeah. break. Maybe. And and so that's why I think, you know, he's having a hard time elevating the bat is a shoulder thing. And I don't that that doesn't go away in the middle of the season. No, no. You don't get three days off of the All Star break, and you know, and all of a sudden that's better. So, you know, in all likelihood, he breaks down more. Yeah, there's a good chance of that. And last year, you know, we know now we know that DJ had that groin thing going, and that's what limited him. I almost hope he's battling something now because if he's fully healthy, hitting two fifty two or whatever he's hitting, and we have him for four more years, that's it's kind of scary. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's batting, yeah, 258. So, you know, you expect him to be like a 320 hitter. Or at least 285, like 290. We expect him to be a 320 hitter. Let's be honest here. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if he was hitting 285, we'd still complain. And it'd be rightfully so. He's a batting champion. Um, Yeah, I mean, hopefully, you know, he figures it out. I have more faith in him figuring it out at his age than I do in Donaldson at his age, battling shoulder soreness and missing a high fastball. I just think, you know, scientifically, that that doesn't shake out well in Donaldson's favor. Yeah, and obviously with with the playoffs, they're going to go by matchups, right? It's not going to be the same lineup every night. And I'm sure both guys are going to get starts in the playoffs. But you think about how everything lines up. As of now, Judge is going to be in center. Stanton's going to be in right. I would think they would put Hicks in left. And then, you know, one of those two guys that we've been debating at third. And then basically Gallo versus the other guy kind of duking it out to, to DH. That's how I see it because Glaber has also been really good defensively. I think he's got already, I don't know, five defensive runs saved, and he's top 10 in that. So he's been really good at second. I think he's kind of solidified himself in that spot. Yeah, I mean, I think if if it comes down to it, and let's say it's, you know, Donaldson's the guy, because whatever the numbers are, whoever the game one pitcher is, Donaldson's hitting 400 against, or, you know, whatever the case may be, I think DJ takes that in stride. He's not He's not happy about it. 
but he's not going to be vocal about it. He's, you know, whatever's best for the team. He'll take that to motivate him in the offseason or, you know, whatever the case may be. Donaldson sitting game one. I think we're going to get a bitch fest. We're going to get a public bitch fest. Definitely, and that works both ways too. Because I think the DJ. Look, we don't. I don't have sources. I'm not in the clubhouse, but I would venture to think that DJ is much more well liked in that clubhouse by everybody than Donaldson is. So you'd think if it's close, that Boone's going with DJ, and like you just said, that could lead to Donaldson, you know, complaining. And that's the last thing you need going into the playoffs. Yeah, like Donaldson doesn't want to be in New York. I mean, best record in baseball. Donaldson wants no part of it. He'd much rather be still in Minnesota. And you talk to some. You talk to somebody, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. yeah. He does not like. Did not want to be a Yankee. Maybe he's having more fun. I haven't done a check in. I know they showed over the weekend him and Cole sitting next to each other, you know, chatting it up. And it's easy to do that when you're playing seven fifty baseball. Of course, and I think it was David Ortiz has the quote like some people are born to play for the Yankees and some people were born to play against the Yankees. And Donaldson seems like one of those guys that was just born to play against us. I think he always loved being a Yankee villain, whether it was Toronto or whether it was with Minnesota talking shit on Cole. So it might be awkward for him to kind of be on that side of the boat now. Yeah. Yeah, he probably probably hates the cheers, you know. (laughs) No, but I mean, look, they had a they had a fantastic week. Obviously, we're not going to complain about yesterday. And they're not just beating up the stupid narrative that they're beating up on bad teams. They beat McClanahan this week. I think it was Wednesday. He's, you know, right now the Cy Young favorite. And then Alec Manoa, who has an ERA under two, was a top five pick and has owned us for his his short career to beat two of those guys on two division rivals in one week. Like that that was big for me. It's a good team that's not um there's no what is it? they're not imposed that's not the word they're not intimidated sorry no. i brain fart there they're not intimidated by who's on the other side so you know to a certain extent for this team when you think of like recent years it was like all right well all right we got verlander then we got cole you know Fuck. yeah then we got granky you know it was like you you would get scared of of these other teams because then it's just like all right, well, can we get one? We just got to get one, and then, like, maybe we can, you know, beat up on someone who's going to go out there and throw 45 curveballs in a row at us. But now it's just like it doesn't matter who you throw out there. There's a lot more plate discipline. There's, you know, just so much more balance out of the lineup with the left-right, left-right switch hitters that there's no pitcher that you see, you know, on the scorecard and it's like, ah, we're fucked today. It's crazy. They're much more balanced. They're also much more relentless. I mean, how many times in the years past have we complained, oh, they won the first two games of the series and they sat everybody? This year, I mean, Rizzo hits that walk-off home run late Thursday night. They got into Toronto at 6 a.m., I think, Friday morning. That would have been an easy excuse for a punt game or something Friday to just mail it in. And they come out and they score 12 How do they get to Toronto at 6 a.m.? I didn't understand. I think it was raining maybe and oh, okay. delayed. But like that, you know, two years ago, whatever, last year, you could totally see Boone saying, oh, we got in late, guys needed a rest, yada, yada, yada. Today, this year, they come out firing. Who even know? like two years ago, this team's luck, like they're sleeping in the airport. Remember right, like I recently remember they slept in an airport? Yeah. Like yeah, on the floor. Bad luck with playing. Yeah, like a major league baseball team on the floor in the airport. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, 
I think the the second game of the series, people were like, is this a punt lineup in game two? I thought so. Y- you know? But it's just like, no, like, you guys do need days off. We're in. We just had that 23 games in 22-day stretch. We're in another big stretch of games here. Guys need days off. Other guys are stepping up. So, you know, you, I, I tweeted a week and a half ago, I'll get upset when the Yankees have 20 losses, and I've still got a whole lot of buffer. I've got a lot of runway. 100%. Even with a tough, tough schedule this week, they're going to be three at the Trop and then four at home against Houston. They're going to see Verlander, and they're going to see McClanahan. They're going to see a bunch of stud pitchers this week, but it's nothing we haven't already seen in there. They're handling everybody. Yeah, I mean, it's... You know, yeah, there are challenges in the lineup, and this is a a tougher part of the lineup. And yes, the Astros are a first place team, but they're a first place team in a dog shit division. You know, they're playing the Angels who stink, the Rangers who stink, the Mariners who stink, the A's who stink. No other team in that division is above five hundred. We have four teams in our division above five hundred. Yeah, they almost remind me. I think it was 2019. The Twins won 101 games, but they they had two teams in their division that lost 100 games. Maybe the Tigers and the Royals. And we just and people are like, oh, the Twins are playing the Yankees in the first round. These aren't the same Twins. They won 100 games, and we just destroyed them. Like it's easy. It is easy to win 100 if your division is that bad. Like if you have two Orioles level type teams in your division, it's really not that hard to win 100. So that could be a situation with Houston. Yeah, I, it's you know they're they've got a nine and a half game lead against high school teams. The Rangers suck. The Mariners have sucked for twenty years, and the Athletics, you know, the Athletics are horrible. And I, I think the the Angels have completely fallen off and fired Joe Madden. Yeah, they have no competition. Yeah, the Angels had a couple hot games because of uh, I don't know. Phil Nevin told them about the insurrection or whatever, and <laughs> got the boys fired up. But like, okay, so let me. The New York Yankees against teams that are above 500 are 20 and 8. The Houston Astros against teams that are above 500 are 8 and 7. Yeah. You know, I don't think they're going 12 and 1 their next, you know, 13 against teams above 500. It's self-explanatory. It's very self-explanatory. And to me, like, I don't follow Houston that closely. But I am – part of me is like, look, Correa's gone. Springer's gone. Cole's gone. I'm honestly kind of surprised they're still winning as many games as they are. Like, I don't know who all replaced those guys. Again, I don't I don't follow them that closely. But it's – They had like a good they system. Keep winning. Yeah, I guess they They had do. a good system. They've called some guys up. You know, they're getting a little more. And they're playing awful teams. Like, they're playing really bad baseball teams very often. Like, we haven't really done anything. We haven't gone out west yet, right? No, yeah. We haven't gotten to play the athletics. I think we played the athletics after at home after this uh, Houston series. And they're like, I think, might be the worst team in the American League. I'm not sure. Um, they're pretty bad. They are pretty bad. Yeah, well, because Baltimore is surging. They've closed the gap <laughs> to 20 games. Dude, they've been helping us out. I think they took two out of three against Toronto and Tampa last week. They had a pretty good week. Yeah, like they're... I mean, hey, good for them. Yeah, thank you. Good for them. I mean, Tampa and I mean, the Red like Red Sox fans are like we're closing in on Tampa Dude. right now to be 13 games back. The Red Sox discourse on Twitter is so funny. It's like, yeah, we're 13 and a half games back, but we got vibes and energy. <laughs> like, yeah. Fucking love it. Love it. Whatever 
whatever you need on June 20th to not hang yourself in the bathroom. Like, you know, we're just trying to keep Carabas alive. We've only played that was our only series against them was opening the yeah. opening day series, right? We yeah. haven't seen them in a while. No, like we haven't that's one thing. So we were talking about Donaldson and like, you know, him loving the booze. Wait till he gets to be a Yankee in Fenway. Like maybe that. Maybe he'll like being a Yankee then. You know, hit one over the green monster. It's a different kind of vitriol that you get when you do it for the Yankees than when you do it as a blue jay. Some guys are mad to be villains and i yeah i think he's more fit to be a villain so we go there we go there july 7th we have a four game series at fenway and then we have three at home july 15th through 17th another another weekend so we play them seven times in july so they'll make up they'll make up some of yeah that. yeah it's it's gonna be about that time because we played the orioles i think 42 times already this year so <laughs> and we won't we won't see them for a while but this is gonna be i mean this week you could make the argument this is the toughest pound for pound week of the season because it's seven games, no off days, three at the trap, which is, I don't know, I think the hardest place to play arguably. And then four at home against our, basically our arch nemesis of the past five, six years in Houston. Yeah. I mean, you could make the argument. I don't know who would argue against you. You know, it's just yeah. like, it's a kind of an obvious thing. Right. The Houston thing. I mean, yeah, they're a first place team. I don't, I honestly, I don't give a shit about 2017. Like, like none of those guys are there anymore. Bunch of them got hit with pitches. I don't know. Show up in there, like go to Altuve's house and beat him up. Like I, like what are you going to do at this point? I'm not going to get riled up for a Thursday night against the AL West first place team. Like yeah, I want to win that game, I, but I want to win that game just as much as when we play the Royals. Okay, see, I, I'm more juiced up than than I would be for a Royal Series for sure. Like I, I want to kick the shit out of Houston. It's uh, still, I don't, I don't, still I don't care about the team. I care even less about the fans. Or like the citizens of Houston or like the people of Texas. I don't give a flying fuck about any of them. I see so many people on Twitter just like oh arguing with um Astros fans and just like going back and forth and people are calling each other's like wives ugly and shit like that. And it's just like why I don't understand Yankee fans. Why are you giving these people the time of day? Like I don't give a shit. There is not a single person in the city of Houston that I give a flying fuck about. I I think they're going to vote. They want to try to vote to secede, which they can't do. Like, go fucking nuts. Go nuts. Why you choose to live in that cesspool? I have no idea. So if like, oh, I don't know, they get hurt on their feelings, get hurt on Twitter. I don't care. And I'm not. And if any of them chirp me, I'm not going to respond because they're. I don't know, they've been fans for like five years. You're not going to respond to Hoodie Bregman or... <laughs> no, yeah, I don't give a fuck, dude. But you, you can't tell me you don't want to beat them a little bit more than a random team. It nope. really no emotion. I really don't. I wow, really okay. do not care. I feel We've like got you're definitely se- in the minority. It's ju- yes, because I'm a level-headed, rational person. It's June 20th. We have 17 losses. We blew a huge like lead yesterday... On Father's Day, and it hit, let let me tell you, all right, I start off, I'm into this game. We get a huge lead, and then I start just, let me eat two gummies. Let me start drinking high noons. By the time my, I'm by the pool, and it just goes, oh, grand slam on my watch. And I just go, I'm not turning it on. (laughs) Just not doing it. 
not doing it. I watched the, I saw the Rizzo home run. I saw the last at bat. Like, it was like, I'll come back for the ninth. But, like, I'm not getting upset. Not going to ruin Father's Day. We're going for 50 wins. 50 wins in June. It's nuts. I think the 98 team had 60 by the All-Star. It's 60 wins by the All-Star break. And we I don't give a shit about the 98 team anymore either. Like, that's a half the lead. You're either on steroids or you're a truck driver. Like, <laughs> what do we, you know? Good and benchmark, it's though, no, to measure a historic season. I don't care about a historic season. Like, I don't want the Yankees to get the most regular season wins. I need – here's what I need, Nick. I need them to get to the playoffs. I don't want them to play in this first round whatever thing, okay? Just start off in the DS and win 11 games before everyone else. That's all I care about. I don't give a fuck – if we squeak into the playoffs to like get that by, if we like just barely get that by, if we I want us to have home field, if we don't, whatever. As long as we win eleven games in October before anyone else, I don't give a shit. I don't we could do it with eighty six wins, we could do it with hundred and twenty wins, does not matter to me. I need that I just need us to be the last team standing. I need them build enough stage. Whether it's I don't care if it's a Dodger Stadium or in the Bronx, where they're like poor, you know, a bunch of union guys running out there poorly constructing a stage, so that we can just hold up the trophy, and that's it. That's all, literally all I care about. If Judge hits a hundred home runs or another or no more home runs the rest of the season, I don't care what happens to any of these people, any of their just win the World Series. It's the only thing I care about. No, Houston's playing, honestly, Houston's plane could crash. I don't give a shit if we win the World Series. Look, World Series is obviously the end goal. I wake up every morning. It's generally one of the first things I think about. But at the same time, a season like this where you have a chance to win buck 10, 115 games, when you have a guy that might hit 60 home runs, that doesn't come around very often. So I'm just trying to enjoy it. It is a little bit more special. Uh, you're, you're, you're acting like you don't give a shit. You don't think there's any more juice this year. Dude, I'm 37 years old. I don't give a fuck what a 25-year-old in pajama pants does hitting 60 home runs. I don't care anymore. I only care about winning the World Series. It's the, the number one thing. And it, it's because we haven't won one since... 2009 like in 2017 i yeah judge let's win the fucking rookie of the year let's show them let's go out there and hit a shit ton of home runs let you know let's set these records let's show them i wanted gary to win the rookie of the year it was a travesty that he didn't get it and duhar should have gotten it like all those i don't care about any of it win the world series it's the only thing it's the number one thing we're here for we get you know you get cute about it for a decade after a world series win the world series just win the world series so are you saying at the time, like in 17, you didn't care about Judge Winkley? No, no, I did. Oh, I you did. did. I okay. did. I wanted all that stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Because now that I'm more than a decade removed from a World Series, it's the only thing I care about. I don't care about their personal accomplishments. I don't care about their contracts. I don't care about any of that. There is one job. The number one job, if they posted this on Indeed, would be help the team win the World Series. That's number one responsibility. Then there's all the other stuff. And I'm worried about priority number one. Yeah, that's fair. When we won in 09, it, it kept me content and happy till about like 2015. And then I started started getting antsy. And how long 
does a World Series satisfy? Are you one of those guys that's like four months and then spring training starts and I'm over it? Or does I wanna, it keep you happy? No, I mean, I want to win it every year because, like, there was a good – like, I really started focusing on baseball and then we won it every year. Like, that was the beginning of my, like, real, like, you know, fandom. Um, but, yeah, I mean, now there's just, like, other things in life, you know? It, it, it's part of just, like, you know, when you have kids. Like, I'm not trying, you know – be too sentimental about it but like i've got other shit to do um and i just feel it's a lot easier to do the other shit if you just won the world series oh absolutely it does make everything like the air's fresher the ice cream tastes better every everything's better yeah like there's no like let me tell you we've got you know you have in-laws i have in-laws the in-law events this baseball season everyone's a little less chirpy yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's got a little. There's a couple less questions when we get together. Let me tell you, on Father's Day, no one asked me how the Yankees are doing. <laughs> Easter, people had questions. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and so, as guys who live outside of the metropolitan area of New York and who have made the Yankees like our identity in life, and not because we have a podcast. Because, like, these are the people we naturally are. It's just a little easier. You know? And, and like, who, all right, so whoever, the, the, the Phillies hire some slap dick next year, and let's say they're in first place. And let's say the Yankees are in second place. But we've won the World Series this year. Well, well Yankees, you know, they're behind the, the Toronto. They're pretty good. I don't eat a dick, dude. Choke on a cheesesteak. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, I fired Joe Girardi before you did. Like, what do we, there's no competition here. It's so true. It, it really is true, especially going, going to those events. Cause you always do have that smart. It's like, they'll pretend, they'll pretend like, like when the Yankees are playing poorly, they'll pretend like they haven't been following and be like, oh, oh, how are they doing? And you're right. They only ask that if we're on a slide or if judge just got hurt or if something bad just happened. It's so true. So here's what I do. When someone like that asks me like, oh, what's going on with the Yankees? I'm giving you. No less than a 15 minute answer. Because <laughs> you wanted me to be like, oh, you got me. I guess you guys had Chase Utley. <laughs> I'm going to go for 15 minutes about everything Brian Cashman has ever done wrong in his life. I'm going to talk about swinging on pitches outside the zone. And I'm going to give you like a podcast long answer where I could see the pain in your eyes where you're like, damn, I just wanted, I just wanted another beer. And I chirped this guy, and now he won't let me go. And now this sucks. And I'm going to give yeah. you that every time. They, uh, Philly, Phillies fans kind of deserve it too, because when I get chirped at by like Red Sox fans or you know whoever, and it's like you've you've been there, like I, there is some certain level of respect. The Phillies haven't made the playoffs. They have the longest drought in the NL, and before 2008, nobody was going to those games. Like none of them cared about baseball and then they go to the world series and all of a sudden the place is sold out every night. It's like, you guys have no room to talk about anything. Baseball wise. I think I've told this story on the podcast. Maybe I have it. I'm, I'm going to Drexel. I'm in a frat. We, uh, the Phillies make the playoffs for the first time in forever. They end up, I think going on to get like swept in the, yeah, oh seven, I think. Yeah. 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 Was it oh seven? I thought it was maybe the, the oh six, but either way it might've been oh seven. So, I'm watching the game that they clinch the the to get to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's in the living room, all these Phillies fans. I'm standing there. That's it. Boom, last out. And then they just turn to me and go, 
so what happens now? And I'm like, the playoffs. They're like, but like tickets, like where, how does that happen? And it was like the most basic thing. And next thing you know, they're all just like, oh, we're the fucking king. The bullies are broad street. Red Let's October, climb the pole. Yeah. yeah. All that bullshit. You know, I know exactly where I was standing when Ryan Howard fucking tore his Achilles. And I was like, that was the end. I was standing in a bar with my friends who were Phillies fans. And I was like, that's the end of it. That you're done. It's over right there as he limps down that line. No, I, I remember I was uh, I was at a pledge pledging that night. It was fall of 2011. Yeah, no, they. Yeah, they have, they have no room to talk. But those are the people that we that we run into, and you almost find yourself like like I don't care about I don't care about the Phillies, but I will sometimes find myself like rooting against them just because you know you're going to get those those comments and those questions from their fans. I just like don't care about fans of other teams. Yeah, like I don't at all. Uh, you know, I used to you know especially like doing you know doing the barstool thing. You're going back and forth with Carabas and KFC and all. I don't give a fuck. Like I don't care about. Any fans of any other team, you're all adults making bad decisions by rooting for these teams. Yeah, your family, like you were born into it, but it's not Game of Thrones. Just fucking root for the Yankees. Why don't you just root for the best team? You're an adult. You're staying in an abusive relationship, but like, oh, Cohen's going to turn it around. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just don't. I see, I, I see you do it all the time. You get upset. You and I'm trying. Nick, I'm trying. You to, and Nick Stanzo. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. Just going back and forth, making up. They're like, "Well, the Yankees haven't played anyone yet." Like, don't let those losers bother you. Who gives I'm trying. a shit? It's hard. It's hard. How, you're what? Thirty seven. Yeah. Maybe when I'm thirty seven, I won't be. I won't be going back and forth with Hoodie Alvarez or. Whoever. Yeah, like that's like. Yeah, I'm just like, who? Who are you talking to? These people don't exist. They're not I even know. real people. I know that they're like they're anonymous. They're anonymous people. But who? not even that. Like I'm yeah. talking like the actual physical person with a social security number does not matter to me. I wouldn't piss on them if they were on fire. I don't give a shit. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> oh, man. The team has been pretty healthy, I would say. We do have a couple of injury updates. 
this week. So Chapman threw a bullpen Sunday. He will throw batting practice Tuesday. Presumably would put him online to come back this weekend. I know Holmes is still going to be the closer. I do think with the recent kind of bullpen implosions that they have, Miguel Castro has been horrible. If we can get Chapman back and he's it's just above average, not 2017 lights out, all pro or all just Chapman, but just a solidly above average reliever, I think that'll be a big boost. I think, you know, there was a little chatter because Boone had said something like, yeah, Holmes is going to be in the high leverage situations, but like Chapman will get to close some games too, which kind of sounded like if Holmes closes two days in a row and then we've got a three-run lead, Chapman will come in. Um, I do think that there has to be a conversation had with Chapman like before he's activated where it's like, listen, we're playing 750 baseball, you know, something like that. We're trying to win the World Series. You're in the last year of contract, and I get that. But we're trying to win the World Series. That's all it is. That's all we care about is winning the World Series. So if we need you in the ninth inning, you're going to be our guy. If I need you in the seventh inning, you got to be our guy. Like you just – we now is like everybody's got to get all in because it's going to get – you know, we, we've been very lucky health-wise and performance-wise and everything the first three months of the season – but now we're going to get into the dog days of July and August. And then, you know, there's all the all-star game and who makes it, who's getting snubbed. I think, like, this is a general conversation with the whole team as well. Like, some of you guys are going to get snubbed. Some of you guys are going to make the all-star game. You know, you're going to get flown out to California and, you know, Tom Brenneman is going to want to sit down with Nestor Cortez. Like, whoever fucking thought that was going to happen. Like, and, like, let's just stay within ourselves Let's remember what we're here to do. It's for the guys in this room, the guys wearing the pinstripes. And, you know, so I think it's a larger conversation, but I do think, like, with Chapman, just, like, it is what it is of, like, your performance. Let, let's have this conversation so that there's, you know, he doesn't do media availability because I, I don't know how much English he even speaks, if, you know, any. I don't think he does just interviews on his own. He goes full translator. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there's no... We need very early, as people are starting to talk about coming back, we we need a no Luke Voigt situation of just like, I don't understand how I'm not the guy <laughs> when everyone else does. It's obvious. Yeah, no, I think Boone is definitely a little bit afraid of Chapman. Like, I think that's a real thing. I yeah, think dude, they, I'm they afraid of Chapman. Delicate. I'm afraid he just heard what I said and it's going <laughs> to shoot me. He's a scary motherfucker, and I think they treat him differently. Like I think having that conversation with Chapman is a is a lot harder than having that conversation with a Luke Voigt. And look, like obviously, obviously Clay Holmes has been eons better at closing than, than Chapman's yeah. been. That's not even debatable. But they, you know, Boone has to have that conversation with him. And I saw a quote that was like, "Oh, Chapman might be okay with pitching the eighth inning." It's like he fucking better be. Holmes is better than him. What? What? You know, it, it's there's nothing that needs to be said. Yeah, I mean, you're just like, you're still getting the same amount of money. We're still paying you. The job description changed a little bit. And the only reason that you care at this point, if you're a Raldis Chapman, about pitching the eighth versus the ninth is because you're worried about your next contract. And we have no room for that right now. There are no, we don't give a shit about Aaron Judge's next contract. There's no next contracts right now. 
I agree completely. The, the coolest thing for me has been Chapman. I think there's a stat. I think he averages like 31 or 32 seconds between pitches. Like he's the slowest paced reliever. And on top of that, he's wild. He walks people. He steps off all the time. Like his, even when he closed out the game in the ninth, it was just, it wasn't fun. It was long. It was torturous. He was always putting guys on. Holmes comes in. He works quickly. He pumps strikes. And then the game's over at 948 instead of 1025. It's It's been such a better experience. I've thought at times that Chapman, when he has struggled, like should just just go faster because I think like they show those like close-ups of him with like sweat dripping off his face and he's like staring off into the crowd and like you you just tell he's thinking yeah and he's a guy who I think just needs to think less oh 100% although Michael K's reasoning he he says that like he needs those at least 30 seconds in between pitches to ramp up that you know, to build up the velocity, I guess. Like, he, he's not capable of, like, you know, you look at a guy like Nestor, he might only take eight or nine seconds between pitches. Like, it's very different. Chapman's the slowest, and, you know, Kay thinks he needs that time to, I guess, build up that velocity. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then this career is pretty much over. Right, because the pitch clock's coming. Like, uh, yeah, and, you know, you're just, if you need 30 seconds between every pitch, because here's the thing, he's also not throwing the fastball all the time. He's throwing that shitty flat slider a good amount of time, you know, like so he's out there. It's not like he's out there and he's pumping 103 every time. And it's like, oh, well, we're just building up to 103. Sometimes he's thinking about how fucking sick it's going to be when he throws this slider that is not sick. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's definitely not. Um, Herman is going to start a rehab assignment this week and Meredith was saying oh we don't think he's probably going to be a starter it's like yeah no shit you know he's there's no room for him there if he can be another Michael King you know one and two thirds two inning multi-inning relief guy that can come out of the pen twice a week I'll sign up for that in a heartbeat yeah I mean as a person I don't like him I don't think most Yankee fans do but now realize that that feeling is going to have no bearing on what the Yankees organization decides to do. And now if he can help us, he can help us. Like, that's what it comes down to. Because as he comes back, you know, anytime there's any kind of, um, you know, any, any kind of tweet about an update for him, people are like, well, then just cut him. Let's just cut him. You know, oh, he's going to start rehab or something. So we can release him. It's not, that's not what's going to happen. So let's just hope he can help us. I think he did some. He came out of the bullpen a little bit last year at a point. I'd have to look at it. I'd say maybe he had like three or four relief appearances, but they are, you know, they are kind of in that weird spot. Like to me right now, it's pretty much just King and Holmes as guys that are like, I de- and maybe Wandy, I'll throw him in there. Like I definitely trust because, you know, B- Britain's still hurt. Lasagna, I have no idea what Luizic is doing. They said he was in Nicaragua for a bit with his family, but he wasn't throwing and now he's back and he is throwing. There, there's just a lot of, uncertainty in the pen overall yeah and here's the thing it's june 20th so we're talking about maybe a rehab assignment. i mean herman if he's about to start a rehab assignment you're looking at like at least a month right i think they're only mm, i'd say like two weeks usually right i mean three he has out a, he has a three pitched, appearances he has a pitched at all yeah, I mean, I don't know if I also don't know if they're going to build him up. Are they going to build him up to a hundred pitches or fifty? That's the other. Yeah, thing. so that's the thing. Yeah, if they're yeah. building up to thirty to fifty, and they're saying this guy can contribute, it's July. Fucking yeah, come in. Like we, there are a certain amount of innings that we need to get through to get to October. Statistically, we've put ourselves in a great place to be eligible for October. 
So we're not in full prevent defense yet, but there is just like, hey, there's going to be a, a game that we're down by five runs. And yes, we are the best come from behind team in the league. But sometimes we're going to be down five runs and it's going to be the sixth inning. And it's just like, I don't know, we need someone to go out there and just fucking throw four innings. Herman's a great sacrifice for that. Yeah, they they have a lot of guys like that. And Clark Schmidt is the other guy where I I mean, he came up and made a great spot start on the what 20 minutes notice yeah. on Thursday. But it's like, is he going to be do they want to use him as a spot starter? Do they want to use him as a long man? Do they want to make him another Michael King? I mean, if you look at Herman, who's coming back, Britain, who will be back in August, then you have Lasagna, Chapman and Clark Schmidt. If we can have two of those five guys be like good relievers, I think I think we're in decent shape. Yeah, I mean, we're you want to be in the position as fans that the people who run your team have to make tough decisions as it gets to that playoff roster. You know, if you just know what the playoff roster is, you don't have a lot of flexibility. And you know, we're we're looking at that when it comes to you know positional players too, because I've talked about it. Like, I don't see the Yankees going to the playoffs. Without Tim LaCastro on the bench, you just you need that fast guy. Definitely, they did not have that yesterday. If you remember, Stanton walked in the ninth, and yeah. everyone's like, "Where the fuck is IKF?" It comes out that he has a hamstring tightness, but they said he's probably not going to go on the IL. There are fucking thirteen games up. I would just throw him on the IL for ten days, make sure he's a hundred percent right with a lead that we have. To me, there's no reason to really fuck with that or risk it, but it sounds like he is not going to go on the aisle. What do you think of that whole thing? Um well they've got uh is it's full full dirt on the infield, right? In the Tampa? trap? I have I have no idea. I think idea. they have a dirt infield. It is? I thought it was all is I thought it, the whole thing just was the turf. patches. I think it's it's colored. Some of it's colored I've no, no, you know what? I think it's all turf. I think it's all. I think it's all turf. Google it though. Let me see. I am. Um, yeah, no, no. They have a full dirt infield. Like, well, no, they've got like the the infield grass is turf. The outfield's turf. What I'm saying is, it's not like the patches in between bases. So if IKF's playing short, he's playing shortstop on baseball dirt. He's not playing on turf. Whereas T- Toronto was all turf. It was all turf. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. Now I see what you're saying. Okay. So. I think there's a little more flexibility where, like, who knows? Maybe he needs another day off, and he's good. It's just some tightness in the hamstring. You could always retroactively put him on. It's not like we have someone, unless you're going to call up Peraza. You're running into a situation where now you call up one of the stud shortstops. You're creating a lot of problems for yourself if this guy doesn't need to go down. And I think you'd be maybe starting the service clock with with Peraza. What's he What's Peraza's hitting 222 in AAA this year with a 290 OBP? I'm not. Yeah. I'm not really begging to call him up. Yeah. Volpe's now the number one prospect because the Orioles called up. I don't know. They had a couple of guys they called up. So I think of all the active, of all the minor leaguers that aren't on the minor league IL, I think Volpe's number one in uh, in Somerset. Yeah. I mean, he's, if he was number one, he'd be at least in AAA. Think soon. Are you going to go up there to Somerset at some point? It's, is that close to you? To go watch a minor league baseball game? You no. go to minor league games sometimes. What are you, I'm not what are you driving at me for. I'm not driving around. Yeah, I went to Trenton to film a video. You, PNC? Didn't you go to Scranton at a point? No. To watch a game? I've never so been to Scranton. Scranton. Gotcha. Nope. Okay. I stopped in Scranton for pizza one time. There's like a town next to Scranton that. uh 
considers itself like the pizza capital of the world. They have all these pizza places. They all make it. It's like Elio's. <laughs> Wait, you went to a Blue Rocks? You went somewhere. I haven't, gone to, I haven't gone to a Blue Rocks game. It's right here. But that, you're talking 15 minutes away from me. Well, Somerset's in Jersey. How far could that be from That's you? like North Jersey. That's above. It's further than going to the Bronx. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it's Never like mind. that part of New Jersey no one's been to. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not making that. But like, like I said, I think it's, uh, you know, it's good to have these decisions that you have to make. Um, I've talked about it before. It's Terrence Gore. Terrence Gore won the World Series last year with the Ast- with the Braves after playing in AAA all year. No major league at bats. Won the World Series with the Brave with the Dodgers the year before. No major league at bats. That's nuts. Because he's just fast. Year. He's just fast. Timmy Lowe, that could be that could be you, LaCastro. That's why I think, you know, like I don't think Tim LaCastro is some great baseball player, but I think the flexibility that we didn't have yesterday, if it's a, you know, a playoff game, you're running for Stanton there. Yeah, LaCastro actually, he started a rehab assignment three weeks ago. So I don't know. I guess right now they he's healthy and they just don't think he's good enough. He's healthy. He's roster. getting, yeah, he's getting everyday gotcha. playing time. Um, you know, he's kind of stashed there, getting everyday playing time. Someone gets hurt. You know, Hicks goes down. Gallo goes down. He's the guy. Think there's any chance Gallo gets gets dumped at the, the deadline? It seems like, he, I mean, they pinch hit Trevino for him yesterday. It seems like they're finally losing patience with him after a year here. Yeah, I mean, it's he either hits a home run or he embarrasses his entire lineage of anyone who's ever had the Gallo name. 186 batting average with a 295 OBP. That's the funniest thing. People talk about him like he's this OBP walk machine and he's got an on-base percentage under 300. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's – yeah, no, I mean it's not good. Uh, I mean if they can flip him somewhere for anything, maybe. But I don't know. I mean you get to a deadline. What's the deadline? It's the end of July. I think it's August 1st. It's August 1st because, yeah, and now there's just the one deadline. Yeah. So I don't know. If you get to August 1st, right, and you're still at like double digits up in the division and you're not adding, right, you're not adding someone. in. Now, if you've got another trade where you're bringing in Andrew Benintendi or someone like that, now, you know, you're adding so you've got to clear a spot, you dump them for whatever, a prospect, Otherwise, I don't think there's enough addition by that subtraction to like just get rid of him to for Tim LaCastro to have a clearer path for the last two months of the season. Yeah, no, I get that. I think Rizzo kind of makes Gallo look bad too because they, they both got here at the same time and Rizzo just fit in immediately. He looks thrilled to be here. He's happy, smiling, relaxed, hitting walk-off home runs and game-winning hits. And then Gallo is just kind of walks around like there's a rain cloud you know, over his head like Eeyore. And I just think when you look at those two, it's just it's just so obvious. Rizzo's like borderline regrets ever being a cub. Yeah. At this point. Like he's having so much fun. Um, I really hope they figure something out so he doesn't leave, you know, and opt out. Because he's just like good chemistry, good vibes. Um everyone seems to love him. Uh, you know, he's he protects his teammates. You know, like we said from the day one where they asked about his vaccine status and he was just like, I'm not going to talk about that day one. You know, it's a it's a death trap. So, yeah, I, I mean, 
we've got guys that are coming that you know are getting ready to come back and i i don't know what the trade deadline will look like but i'd like to get guys back sooner than the trade deadline so you get a better idea of what you have and then there's no well we're at it you know we've got britain coming back in late august so that's pretty much our trade deadline don't want to hear that although that is a pleasant surprise to be honest when when he had when he announced the Tommy John last year, I figured that was it. They're talking about maybe yeah mid mid to late August for him, which would be, which would be a boost. But yeah, when when the Gallo, the reason the Gallo thing sucks even more is they gave up like solid prospects to get yeah him. the guys like who are contributing at the major nothing. league level, who I think were maybe yeah. blocked by you know our guys anyway. But like I I get going for. I mean I thought we should have just sold last year. I was a big hey Me we too. should sell. Um, and we bought, and we bought in a weird way where we didn't, you know, pay for anything. But everyone wanted Gallo. Everyone said if we got Gallo and Rizzo, we were going to win the World Series last year. And I said that wasn't going to change it. Um, Rizzo's been so much better that, you know, there's times when Gallo puts it together for like two at-bats. And you're like, what? Is this it? <laughs> yeah, because like everybody's thing is like, oh, wait till he has that two-week monster stretch and we we it's been a year and we haven't seen that yet we've the we've had like one maybe he's got one multi-homer game like you're making that two at bat joke but that's what it's been and it's also like the way he's been getting out like he's striking out a lot it's not the shift like last year some of the excuses were like yeah well he's hitting a lot into the shift so like that was the excuse that we made for him I don't feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't feel like he's hitting a lot into the shift. I feel he's like not hitting just, at all. He's just missing. He's just whiffing. Yeah. He's got 73 strikeouts, and he had a quote, and I'm paraphrasing, so don't like come after me, everybody. But he said something along the lines of, "Oh, you know, contact isn't my game," or he like he talked about DJ making contact all the time, and he's like, "That's not my thing," or "That's not my game." Like, dude, this is this is baseball. Like, I don't even know what to. To compare that to, like, if you're a basketball player and you're like, you know, scoring baskets isn't my thing. Like, this is the whole point of the game. Like, that's not your thing. There's only so much you can do, dude. I, and that's what bothers me is the stubbornness. Yeah. I remember in spring training, it was like the beginning of spring training, Meredith had asked, like, are you making any, you know, like, you know, you struggled last year, da, 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 kind of like, here's an open forum to talk about it. And he was just like, yeah, you know, hoping to figure it out, been trying to figure it out for, you know, 28 years. Or whatever it was, you know, and I have seen some quotes of like, kind of like, I, you know, I am who I am. Like this yeah, the swing Popeye, got me the here. Fucking Popeye quote. Yeah. yeah the, the swing got me here. And it's like, it did. It did. You, you are right. But it is getting you booed. Like your childhood team that you apparently loved when we traded for you. That was all you could talk about is like, you're getting booed out of the building every chance you get. So like, I don't know, maybe do a different thing. He seems like the kind of guy that's going to sign with some smaller market team next year and then do like one of those feature articles where he complains about our clubhouse being too stuffy and the shaving rule and how he couldn't be himself. Can't you see that coming? I don't know about all the writing the article or anything. He doesn't strike me as someone who's doing much writing or reading. But um, I could see I could see him becoming like a like a Kyle Schwarber, you know, like he's going to bounce around teams now. Yeah, no, I could. I Except could see Schwarber's that been like really good. Yeah, he's he's been good for the Phillies. It's but like you said, it's it's the stubborn thing because you know he is taking that all or nothing swing. 
he basically takes a 3-0 swing on every swing. Like yeah. one, two, man on third. Let's just put something in play. And and again, I keep comparing him to Rizzo because they came over at the same time. Rizzo's adjusting every pitch. His 0-2 swing is completely different than a 2-1 swing. And then you see somebody like Gallo who just either refuses or can't. And it's just irritating. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's extremely frustrating because – and I've mentioned it before – I'm not paying a ton of attention to the AL West, but like what I heard about Joey Gallo is not what I'm seeing out of Joey Gallo. No, no. You know, this was, we were trading for another Babe Ruth. <laughs> and, a, and an on-base machine. I was told he had the best eye. He was an on-base machine. He's walking all the time. He doesn't, he doesn't even do that. It's, it's very frustrating. We also haven't announced starters for Tuesday or Wednesday. TBD on Yankees.com. Hmm. Well, it's Cole, Cole tonight, right? Cole tonight. I would think Nestor. I think Nestor would line up to be yeah to be tomorrow, and then Montgomery. I I would think. Oh well, did did Sevy pitched on Sunday? Sevy right. pitched. Uh, Sevy pitched on Sunday. Yes. Yeah. So that might be what's throwing it off as like the extra because Sevy like missed the day and then like got plugged back right, in. Right. Right. So who knows? I mean, I think that. It's weird because he's been at times like, you know, the best pitcher in baseball, but Nestor is like the most flexible. So it's like, oh, well, if, if you know, Monty wants to go on his regular rest, Nestor would be like, yeah, I'll go, you know, I'll go an extra day. Yeah, I don't think Nestor gives a shit which day. Yeah. He that video, did you watch the video of him mic'd up? I didn't, but I saw the, the nasty Nestor cafe and I thought that was hysterical. Well, there was a video of him mic'd up and it's kind of weird because like obviously they're teammates and stuff but it's just like i don't know i've never just pictured him talking to garrett cole like i just can't picture the two of them talking to each other and he's just like hanging out in the outfield during batting practice like oh that's a cool glove you got there like he is all of us he's just happy to be there bringing a good attitude every day love the guy he was talking to uh what's his name arasarena for like 15 minutes during that delay. Did yeah. you see that when we played yeah. the Rays? Yeah. People I think I'll just talk to anybody. People were upset about that. I didn't love it. I'll be honest. I did not love that. But, like, at the same time, they I, – I mean, Robinson Cano and David Ortiz used a 69 behind second base. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. These guys, like, yeah, cool. We want them to, in theory, like, hate each other and fight each other. But they're all super rich, so they don't really give a fuck. No, I know, I know. We have had a lot of, a lot of dust up. I'm, I'm surprised they did it with somebody with the Rays, though. We've had a lot of dust ups with them over the past two, three years, probably more than any other team. Yeah, but I think a lot of times that's like one or two guys on each side, and then the rest of them, like if it if the dust up starts, like hey, we all got to go. Like we all have a friend who's like, you know, if your group of friends gets into, like, pushing matches at bars when you're in your 20s with other groups, it's always started by one or two guys. And you don't want to go there. You don't want to do that, but, like, you're not going to not invite them out. Wow, what a great analogy. Deadly deadly accurate. I mean, that's always what it comes down to. (laughs) It's so true. You think think we win this... Win this race series. I can't pick against them in any series of this. I can't even remember no. the last time. We and that's the, the thing. It's like, oh, we're th- literally we've gotten down to like, I don't know. Are they going to win the series or sweep it? Right, right. And it's like, yeah, let's just go out, win two or three. 
like that if you just keep winning two of three, maybe we're not gonna have the you know 117 game win season. But we'll win 105 and coast into the playoffs. And as everyone as will get be the fresh. One seed, it yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And again, every we've gotten eliminated by Houston tw- and, you know, in 17 and 19. We didn't have home field either time. Both times we got eliminated on their turf. Let's make them come to Yankee Stadium this time. Exactly. That's ex- that's exactly where I'm at. Like, there's a lot of season left. We are not at even the All-Star game yet. But I don't know, I'm ready for October. I am too, man. And I'm going to throw a little bit of a, I don't know, counterpointer or argument. You had mentioned like, oh, you don't think these Houston games are, are any more or less important. If we do end up with the same record as Houston, not saying it's likely, but let's say they go on a surge, we fall off a little bit. Yeah. They will go to that head-to-head to determine who who gets the home, the, you know, the one seed. And to me, that's very important. I think these four games at home against them, extremely important. I, in late June cannot be worrying about seeding for the ALCS. Not because I don't care about it, but like so many, even with our great record, so many things could go wrong, like along the way. Like everyone likes to point out like, well, if we just went, you know, if we will win 96 games, if we just go 500 the rest of the year, that was like, you know, yeah, a couple wins ago. Yeah, we could. That would suck. That would, we don't win the World Series then. Yeah, you can't tank. Yeah, you can't tank the second half. Yeah, and and win the World and win Series. the World Series. So I'm focused on like, yeah, I want them to go win the game. Same way I want them to beat the Royals. But I'm not going to argue with their fans online. I'm not going to get extra worked up. I'm not going to make extra special plans because they're playing the Astros. I'm going to watch the games the same way I watch every other game. I'm not going to tweet anymore than I do. I'm not going to get bothered by them. You know, if we lose, I'm going to be bothered that we lose the same way. Like I was kind of bothered we lost last night, but I'm not upset. It's too yeah. early. I, I'm with you on yesterday. Uh, Cole got shit on by the Twins. He opened the game with three home runs, and then he rebounded and, and dominated the Rays last week. You know, what, which Cole do you think we see tonight? Uh, you never know. Like, sometimes in these big games, like, we don't get the Cole that it feels like we paid for, you know? And, and not that, like, this is necessarily a huge game, but it's still, it's a, you know, this is... I saw some people saying, like, Tonight's why we signed Cole. And it's like, ah, no, nah, we signed him for like October 5th. Like, that's what we signed him for. Um, or like, if this, if we had lost three in a row, not if we lost one. Um, but like, he does have to, he's got to figure it out because we're running out of time in the season to be like, oh, he'll figure it out when, you know, he gave him three home runs, then he figured it out. Oh, we had a couple rough starts, he'll figure it out because he does figure it out. But now, it's like the the old Tanaka thing. Don't go out there and battle because you know you just have your best stuff. Let's just do the best stuff play. Run that play. It'll work. And that's what we're paying for for thirty six million. That should get the best stuff every time. And it, it is scary. You think about his wild card game blow up, and he's had other kind of blow up games. But then you think about he had the complete game shutout at Houston last year, and he has really risen to the occasion for some of these big games. But it it is a little bit scary. Like I I do feel like. We don't really know this year. We just don't really know what we're going to get every time he pitches. And, you know, I feel like in 20 and 21, we did know what we were going to get. Yeah. So that's why I would just like to let's get past like whatever's going on right now. Let's get to the like, I know I know what I'm getting in July, August, September, October. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. You know what I'm excited for? I think I think Friday night, if everything lines up, I believe it would be Severino versus Verlander. 
kind of excited to see Verlander take them out at Yankee Stadium. Haven't seen him since 19. He's like one of our ultimate villains, and it would be awesome to beat him. You know the place is going to be extra charged up. I, I think that's going to be cool. How's he playing this year? Like, amazing. Yeah. He had a bad start on Saturday, though. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought he's still like pretty fucking lights out. I was hoping he wasn't. Yeah, he Saturday he did three. Yeah. Because he it's missed 39. last year, right? He missed all of all of last year. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, good on him. What's he on? Like a one year deal? I think it's like one with an option with a player that could be two for fifty. Oh, we got corrected a few times. There's a team option on Seve after this. Year. I know. I was like relieved when I saw that. It's yeah. like twelve million or something. They'll definitely they'll definitely pick that up. Yeah, so we don't that's one last thing we have to worry about. So he's got a he's on a one year twenty five million dollars with another one year twenty five million dollar player option for next year. Interesting. Which he, you got to think he picks up unless somebody's, unless they're going to tear it up and give him another two year. But like, how, you're 39. Like, how much longer do you want to play? Uh, he's so competitive. I feel like we've started to figure him yeah, out. Yeah, but he a gets competitive bit. on Kate Upton's body. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, he's married <laughs> to Kate Upton. He's got a lot of other hobbies he could have. Hey, get out of my fucking nightmares. Go play with those. That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, nah, I want I want to kick his ass on on Friday though. Yeah, like that's a game I care a little bit more about that. Like, because you're also you're seeing a big game pitcher. Yeah, like yeah, but like I don't know in general, be like oh it's Thursday night against Houston. I don't give a shit. I I still I don't even know if I'm going on. I might go on Thursday. Oh, that and you would you just would that be an up and back or would you hotel it? Uh, I'd probably up and back. It's uh I'm supposed to go for work. We're hosting a thing. But I put in my two weeks' notice, so I don't know if I'm still invited. But do you, but there's a there's a, you have a ticket. Do you have the ticket on your no, phone? No, 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 like, no, 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 no. Ah, no. so it's no. out of your control. So it was like, hey, we need you to register. One of your clients is going. Now they're not going to be my client. Now I'm not going to follow up unless I know someone from my job listens to this. I'm not going to follow up and be like, hey, just so you know, da 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 da. Because I have to also have to go to New York on Tuesday, stay over there Tuesday night to Wednesday, come back Wednesday. But if like w- late Wednesday or like I get an email like, hey, just a reminder, you've got this event. Here's how you get your ticket, and it's like automated because I'm just like in the system because I know it's I know it's sold out. Like we have done, we there are no more tickets for clients. Yeah. I, now, I could, in theory, in general, be bumped for clients. But, yeah, if I get a thing that's just like, here's where you pick up your ticket, like, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm going to do. I'll be there. Yeah, I'd be, uh, I'd be jealous. Yeah, Thursday will be good. Yeah, I think I'm going going Friday and Sunday. It's going to be a fun week, fun weekend in the Bronx. Sucks, it sucks they're on the road beginning of the week, and you can't go, like, to a, this Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I definitely, like, when I was told I have to be there for work. And they were talking about dinner. I was like, ah, let me see. I might be eating a hot dog at the stadium. Because I'll do if I go to work, like work things, and there's just another thing I want to do, I, I'll just skip dinner. Be like, I just want to go do this thing instead. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all we got, right? Yeah, I think that's it. Got a big <sighs> man, McClanahan and Cole. Monster, monster Monday night game tonight. Let's just win the World Series. That's Let's all I it. care about. That's all I need in my life. Uh, you can follow Nick on Twitter at nkirbynyy. I keep doing it. I, I'm taking the wind out of your sails. No, no, do it, man. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I like the way it sounds when you do it. At JJ from the Bronx. Follow the show at George's Box Pod. I mean, you can get excited for a Monday night game. You can get excited for Houston. I'll, I'm going to get excited to see you at the parade. 